This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and this is the part where I usually say, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub the Mies. However, I'm not here with Mark. That was not Mark's voice you heard. I am here with Sean Anderson. Hello. And Brandon Swanny Swanson. What's going on? And guys, Mark couldn't be here this week, so thank you guys for stepping onto the Onside Kick. This is the actually the same team we had when we did the AFC North Divisional Preview. That's very interesting. That's a fun fact right there. That's that a, fun a fun fact. fact. And uh, I didn't. I wouldn't be on this if I knew you were going to start it with "What's up? What's up?" Well, you you don't like the "What's up? What's up?" I'm I trying something not new here. Like I think I think it's I hate <laughs> it. I think that's pretty much what it is. I'm tr- I'm trying something new here. I'm trying it's to start podcast off a little bit differently. But we got a jam packed show for you guys. Going to be talking some football, and we got to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Are they done? We're going to look at the Patriots and the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. And then basically, is Jay Cutler the worst quarterback in football? And yes, Mike Rankin heard that and has now been added to suicide watch at MVP. all of our fans are just like, thank God they finally came around. So. Thank God they came around. Well, maybe finally. Maybe, maybe. maybe we'll, you'll we'll see. And if you're mad that we're talking Bears, I'll get to that when we get to the Jay Cutler we'll segment. Let's start with these Seattle Seahawks, though, because this is a team that... Lost to the Rams, and this is they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. This is the first time that this team hasn't scored a touchdown since 2012. It has been four years since this team has been this bad. And, oh, what's even worse, they lost to the Rams, who got shut out by the Niners, a team that the Seahawks are going to play this week. Yeah, but you talk about like how bad they've been. They're one and one. They started off this season better than they did last season, didn't at least score from a record. A touchdown well. though! Oh my god, they didn't score a touchdown. They went up against a good Rams defense. The Rams don't have a bad defense, and Russell Wilson was injured. Here's the thing: Yes, Russell Wilson was injured, but I'm gonna throw this out there: Was it because of how good the defense for the Rams was, or how bad the offensive line for the Seahawks? Is a mixture of both because we saw that last year of how poorly the Seahawks' offensive line was. We saw that Russell Wilson was constantly pressured, and I mean, this 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 kind of reminds me a lot of last season as well as well for the Seahawks. They started off two and or zero and two, uh, lost with uh, lost to the Rams in opening weekend, and I just think that they're kind of a slow starting team, and we've shown that uh, they've shown that in the past couple of years. But I don't think this is a, a worrisome sign. I think it's definitely not a good sign when you lose to the Rams after how bad they did look in Week One. But the fact that they did come back to it, they did bounce back uh, after uh, last year after after they didn't lose two straight to open up the season. I think it shouldn't be too worrisome for them. Uh, I think really the worrisome thing is, is how tough their schedule is in the second half, though. I, I think for for Seattle, I don't I don't think you want to jump out too quickly and say, oh my gosh, the season's lost. It's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. But let me tell you, you you get a game against the 49ers underneath your belt, and you still don't play well. Then you've played back to back weeks against divisional foes. You know that both of those teams aren't as good as the Arizona Cardinals. So then you have to start to worry. But I, I think for Seattle right now, they're feeling the effect of. Thomas Rawls is not the Thomas Rawls we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, people people forgot about Marshawn Lynch. Oh, Thomas Rawls is going to be the next guy. Oh, we don't need Marshawn Lynch. We got Thomas Rawls. He got hurt. 
He hasn't. He didn't even play well in week one. I, I think that it's it's for this team right now. It's it's going to be really important for them to try and get it back on track, try and establish that ground game, but at the same time be able to open up the passing game, and that's going to start at the offensive line. And I, I think that Russell Wilson, especially with him being a little hobbled up and not being able to be as mobile as he'd like to be, I think that that's part of it. The offensive line has to do a better job. They have to do a better job of finding some holes for the running backs, whoever it is, whether it's going to be Thomas Rawls, whether it's going to be Christian, Christine, or or, or Kristen Michael. I'm really not sure who it is. But I, I think that if it's them or if it's Russell Wilson having time to be able to throw it down the field, the offensive line has got to be better. And also, I mean, just it's not even like Russell Wilson getting it going or, or Christian Michael getting going and getting a balanced attack going. It's literally just getting anything going. I mean, Wilson well, has— getting back to Seahawk football. Anything. But, I, I mean, even if they become a passing team, it, it's anything just to get you know touchdowns going because, I mean, they barely scored in the Miami game as well because that was like a 31-second touchdown where uh, Russell threw it to Baldwin. So I think it's more about just getting something going for this offense. And the one thing you say, like, you say when you're like, oh, if they become a passing team, I think of that and go, no, don't do, like, that to me is... I'm just saying to to get going. I'm not saying... Don't change your identity, because this team has been two things. It's been a run team. Yes, you've had Marshawn Lynch, so it's easy when you've got beast mode out there to just run it down the throats and be physical, but also Russell Wilson's mobility has helped, and if he's hobbled on that ankle... That means that offensive line has to be better, and they're just not giving. The Seahawks' biggest problem isn't that the offensive line isn't good enough. It's that they're not paying their offensive line enough. They're only $9 million spent out between those linemen, and the next highest on any NFL team is $13 mil. No, that's a good point. And obviously, you, you want to be protecting your assets. Mm-hmm. You want to be opening up the running game. You want to be protecting Russell Wilson back there. But I'm not saying change your identity. I'm just saying against San Francisco, mm-hmm. against New York, get points in any way you can get them. If it's in the passing game, if you have to turn into, you know, going into five wide sets and just getting something going, you know, just attacking what's wor- what's working is really the thing. It's getting something to work so then you can go back to that same identity and just get confidence back in that offensive line and in that offensive general. But is that going to work if Russell Wilson can't be mobile? That's the big question. I mean, we've seen that Russell Wilson is still a good passer. I mean, he, he obviously— well, I'm not saying his passing ability. No, 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 I'm saying it, the one thing that Russell Wilson has kind of lived on is his mobility, running around the backfield, making a play out of nothing. If he's hurt by this ankle, that mobility is going to be down. What I'm saying is nothing's working. So you have to find something that is working. That's that's the point I'm trying mm-hmm. to make. Nothing has been working. You've scored one touchdown in the past two game, uh, two games, and I mean these aren't bad defenses as well. I mean Miami's got a tenacious front line with Sue and Wake. Uh, they also went up against Los Angeles, who has Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fantastic, you know, good linebackers. They Mark Barron as well, and their, their corners and safeties aren't, aren't aren't bad. But you know, looking at those two defenses, you're not going to get any break really with the San Francisco defense as well. And Brandon, I'm going to throw this your way. I am very nervous. Like. I'm not a Seahawk fan, but if I was, I'd be very nervous about this 49er team coming in because I think like I think back to week one, a divisional game. Yes, it was the Rams. Yes, the Rams looked horrible, but this defense for San Fran looked good. My offensive line has not been good so far this year. Should Seahawk fans be worried about the Niners? Uh, I think that... 
they shouldn't take them lightly. And and I say that because San Francisco actually was able to put up some decent points on, on Carolina. Carolina was able to pull away at the end. I mean, that, that game, for the most part, really never was in question. But uh, San Francisco was able to get it within, within I think, a score at one point, mm-hmm. which was uh, some point middle of the fourth quarter. That seemed like a game that just was not ending on Sunday, the Carolina Panthers-San Francisco game. But I don't think that the Seahawks are in trouble yet. I think, though, you, if you take a look at it, their defense has given up 12 points and 9 points. You should win those games when you give up 12 points and 9 points. The defense isn't the problem. The defense right now is is the lone bright spot, I think. Everything else is, is focused on the offense. We have to look at last year, though. The Seahawks did start off 0-2, Sean. Mm-hmm. They did start off 0-2. But, but, in, but in week one, the Seahawks scored 31 points, and they lost. In week two, they scored 17 points, and they lost. In the first two weeks of the season, it was... What's going on? Where's this defense? Where, where, this defense is, is so good. Where, the, where's the 12th man and blah, 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 blah. Within the first two weeks, they were both on the road. But uh, it, was not, it was not the offense last year to start off the season. It was, why, why can't we play defense? This year, it's the complete opposite. They, they got it figured out against the Bears. And of course, who doesn't get it figured out against the Bears? It's like when a team figures it out against the White Sox. <laughs> that was Jimmy Clausen-led Bears as well. Doesn't matter if it was that the Bears. That was awful. But I, I think that right now, the Seattle Seahawks, they're not... The reason why people are worrying is because they're not making the big plays. We're not seeing the big plays. Uh, I think a lot of people thought that they would pick up right where they left off mm-hmm. last year. Russell Wilson was still going to be completely out of his mind, crazy and good, crazy good, uh, with how well he was playing and the connection that he had with Doug Baldwin, who fucked me in my fantasy league last year. Thanks again, Dougie. But I, I think that um, that is what people are worried about, is that they're not seeing that, so they all automatically assume, oh, we're not going to be good. This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be. This is not good. And it but doesn't I think help pe- when he's injured. But people can't overreact either, and that's what I'm trying not mm-hmm. to do: is not overreact. I need to see what they do against San Francisco, and if it's not a good turnout there, then we can maybe have uh, some cause for concern. And I agree with Brian. I mean, really, if you look at it, it, it's nothing to worry about yet. But if you go and lose against San Francisco, then obviously the the worrying is going to be ramped up. And then if you lose against New York, that's just going to be you know basically you know level ten you know worrying right there. And then you have a bye week and kind of kind of relax. But then after that, I mean, you go play Atlanta, New Orleans, and Buffalo, and, and uh, Philly and Tampa as well. And, and you know those teams were teams that didn't make the playoffs, but also you have Arizona twice in that that run. You have New England at New England. You have Carolina. You have Green Bay. You have uh, even Los Angeles, who's beat them three times in a row now. So, I mean, there's still a tough second half of that schedule. And and by week five, you're either hoping that Russell Wilson Wilson has figured it out and and is healthier, or at least this running game can take some load off of that. And that that defense is still, you know, being the same tenacious defense that we've seen from the Seahawks. What I'm thinking is, Brandon, I do agree with you. Don't overreact, even though I'm an overreactor. And that's like... We know that. Like I said, if I was a Seahawks fan, I'd be worried because... I kind there's, like, there's a difference. Let me tell you really quick. You can be worried and not mm-hmm. overreact. There's, they're, they're, they're different. Well, the reason why I'd be worried is because we are seeing from this team, to me, kind of a the repercussions of when you don't invest in an offensive line. They have chosen to in, wait. They have chosen to invest in the past in key defensive pieces, which I'm not saying they shouldn't have. The defense was originally 
how they made their money. When you have Richard Sherman, when you have Cam Chancellor, when you have Earl Thomas, you've got to invest in those players. When you have a Russell Wilson, you got to invest in him too. However, you let guys like we the Russell Okun contract, you let him walk. He's now in Denver. You go ahead and say, hey, you know what? We're going to trade Max Unger to the Saints for Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham's come in and hasn't really been what everyone's expected. He hasn't been the Jimmy Graham that he was in New Orleans. So you're kind of trading away offensive line pieces. You're letting offensive line pieces walk. And now you're like, hey, you know what? We realized if we don't have that tough running and Russell Wilson's mobility, we could be in trouble offensively. Okay, well, that, that just makes sense. I mean, if you don't have a running game, you, your quarterback's not able mm-hmm. to do what he's doing consistently. I mean, that's going to make any team worrying. But the thing last year is they didn't have Unger last year. And, and Okung, uh, Okung I was I was on the team, but I don't think he— I mean, that, that, that offensive line was still terrible with him. So, I mean, they didn't invest last year, and they still made the playoffs. They still went up against Carolina but in the I'm, second round. I'm saying it looks like this offensive line looks— worse than it did last year that offensive line did not look good so uh, at all I mean th- this is like it's really going from like a D minus to an F I mean you're, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a downgrade but I mean they still survived last year without a good offensive line they, they survived with a terrible offensive line last year but they were able to get it together and I, was, I still trust Pete Carroll as a, as a head coach Pete Carroll has proven that he can be an NFL head coach I mean he's taken the Seahawks team from you know a kind of you know an old aging Matt Hasselbeck and, and, and Sean Alexander and that, that team kind of going towards the, the, the bottom end of the NFC and then just get revamping them completely and bringing them back basically from the dead. And, and, and this Seahawks team has looked fantastic. I just think that it's more of this team needs time to gel. And, and they saw that, proved that last year. And unless, you know, they get into a deep hole, like a one in five hole, I'm not going to be too worried. Remember, the Chiefs made the playoffs last year and they started the season 0 and 6. So it, it's. Obviously, there's things that are worrying about this season, but I don't think this is going to be... I don't think it's troubling for the Seahawks yet because, I mean, it's still week two. I think that the thing that you need to look at for the Seahawks right now, Thomas Rawls, not completely healthy. He didn't start in week one. He was coming back from an ankle injury. Tyler Lockett, he injured his knee, missed most of the game this past Sunday. Rawls, missed most of the game this past Sunday. Baldwin, been battling back spasms. Going to get an MRI on his knee. Jimmy Graham, he's been brought back in a really slow way because of his offseason knee surgery. I mean, everybody is hurt for the Seahawks. They are hurt, and that is not helping. That is not helping at all. And I think that when you look at the guys, it's injuries to your big spots. Mm-hmm. It's injuries to your running back. It's injuries to your top wide receiver. You have Russell Wilson, who's a little gimped up with his ankle. It, you're injured. You're you're hurt right now, and you will get healthy. But right now, you got to work with what you got. And the Seahawks are are not going going to explode on offense right now. Not with these injuries. I don't think so. I think that they're going to have to continue to lean on their defense to try and keep points off the board by the opposing team. And offensively, they're going to have to try and get as much as they can. And does that mean that they are going to have to try and 
you know, settle for field goals sometimes. Yeah, I think that I think that these ne- next couple of weeks they may have to settle more for field goals, which you wouldn't have a problem co- with because you have Hauschka on your team. I do, <laughs> I do. But what I'm saying is that right now that Seattle may just have to understand that you know we may not be able to get into the end zone. We 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 just got ha- we just have to settle for the points right now instead of trying to you know go for it on fourth down or do this or do that and put us in a worse spot then we don't even get points. And another thing, I mean, looking at this defense, I mean, this defense is obviously tenacious. They're obviously able to shut down quarterbacks. I mean, we look at the Panthers and, and last year, I mean, obviously they had a great running game, but but looking at that defense, I mean, that well, defense was... beast mode. That defense was getting... No, I'm talking about the Panthers. No, the Panthers. Pan- Panthers were able to get points from their defense. You look at the uh, in weeks three and four, you're going up against Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's mm-hmm. thrown the most touch uh, interceptions uh, since 2010. We'll get to that later. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're able to turn those interceptions into pick six or you're able to force fumbles from from Matt Forte. I mean, obviously they're going to be out without Brandon Marshall. Uh, we we think at least because of that leg injury was nasty. They won't be. And then, and then I already put a call into him, told him he's got to play. Gotcha. He, Brandon Marshall, great friend of the show. But uh, week three, San Francisco. Blaine Gabbert is. A, I mean, Blaine Gabbert is still Blaine Gabbert. I know he's been it's in, in the past eight but games. The, he's been like, better than Aaron Rodgers. The but he's the still, offense. He, the offenses for these teams you're not worried about because you know the Seahawks defense is well, that's, well, you're hoping that they're going to stand the ground. That's what I'm saying is get turnovers and turn mm-hmm. those into points so you, you can give your offense a, a break because we haven't seen that in week one and two, and that's really what they need to do. It's like I say, and well, I'm going to say, and this is, you're probably going to be like, wow, Ricky actually said something nice about the Broncos this year, but it's like the Broncos. Why are the Broncos 2-0 and right now? Because they don't need Trevor Simeon to do anything special and throw the ball down the field. Just let the defense get points. But and guess, just but, like they did but, last year, they but, didn't need Peyton Manning to throw the ball down the field what? or Brock. But guess what? Is that eventually you may need your quarterback to make a play. But, but here's the thing is that Trevor Simeon has been making some plays. He has better. No, I'm better, saying like I am saying right now. Plays. I am saying right now. Trevor Simeon is having longer plays than Russell Wilson has. Russell Wilson may have some may have had a couple of bigger passing plays, but Trevor Simeon has more guys out there. His guys, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, are going to make more plays than him for him than Russell Wilson's guys are going to make for him. But you're wrong because Ricky's always right. Don't worry. Trevor Simeon sucks. He's the worst quarterback in the in the NFL, according to Ricky. I mean, I was trying to give the Broncos some credit, and Brandon just yelled at me. Well, he, what he's saying <laughs> is, is no, Trevor I, I, Simeon. I, 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 didn't, I didn't yell at you, is it, but is what you're, no, what I, you're saying is— What I was is, saying is, like, I'm talking, like, when I say quarterback needs to make some plays, I mean— Get into the end zone. Trevor Simeon has not been able to get in the end zone. Well, his team has. He hasn't had a touchdown pass yet this season. That's, That's what I'm saying. Not true. Didn't he throw one to C.J. Anderson in Week nope. One? I'm nope. pretty sure he was one one touchdown, and two interceptions. I believe that I that was a run. I think you should stack your I think you're completely wrong. <laughs> I think that was a touchdown counted for C.J. Anderson. It was a 33 yard receiving touchdown. But e- either way, so what? What the the point that I was trying to make though too is that. Trevor Simeon has better people around him right now. He has better talent around him. And on which the is, offensive on, side. On the yeah. offensive side, yes. And and I think that if you look at both of the defenses, the Denver Broncos defense is solid. I think that for the Seattle Seahawks defense, their defense is also solid. They give up 10 points in Week 1. They give up 9 points in Week 2. You... You should be able to win those games. And Sean, you were right. He did have a touchdown. I know it was. However, it's 
One touchdown. Okay, one touchdown. One. But then again, you just need him to be serviceable. Last year, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, this, sucked. He this, sucked. This is not going to, I'm not letting this get into a Trevor Simeon whoa, conversation. Whoa, hold on, real quick, real I quick. Don't let me want finish. It it's I not going trying to. to it's, not, it's not going to. Trevor Simeon just needs to be serviceable for this Broncos team because that defense could get them points. Russell Wilson has proven that he is not just serviceable, that he is a good quarterback. So, I mean, well, even he can if, make things out of nothing when he's exactly. healthy. Exactly. So, so that Seattle defense, if they can turn those point, the, mm-hmm. those you know, if turnovers into points and, and at least put them into good field position by you know at least forcing that that offense to make mistakes, then that offense doesn't need to be relied on that much. They can just go a short distance or rely on Hauschka, like like Brian was bringing up with a quarterback that is that good as Russell Wilson you don't need to rely on your defense as much but now with him banked up and with a poor offensive line you're definitely going to need to help and rely on your defense and this has gone on too long we got to get into other stuff the last thing I want to ask you guys to wrap this up it's what we called this segment on YouTube are the Seahawks in trouble are they done no not at all it's week three Brandon if they don't play well against San Francisco they're in trouble well, that is going to do it. For, oh, Brian, I was just going to say, more. I didn't want to lead you into a thing where you felt like you were bashing Trevor Simeon. Hold on. I know you weren't. I'm just saying that right now, Trevor Simeon. He's got he, more pieces. He, he's got a lot more pieces around him. I mean, with Russell Wilson was completely healthy. If all of his pieces around him were completely healthy, he's he's just fine. We're not even having mm-hmm. this discussion. But it's because of the injuries that are hurting him. But but Trevor Simeon has really good pieces around him right now, and, and they're going to help to make him really adjust to this starting role. Which I also want to say this is kind of onside kick history for you. Two years ago we had a segment of uh, what's wrong with the Seahawks. Oh, that's right. They went on to play for a Super Bowl and, either that year or the year and after. And I'm guessing last year you guys at least talked about the Seahawks going 0-2, and, and they were probably like, oh, wait, I, they made it to the I don't. I don't think we did last round. year. I do know we had two years ago because it was one of the last podcasts Dave was on before he uh. made his return two years later, which was this year. It was what was wrong. What is wrong with the Seattle Seahawks? And then they went to play for the Super Bowl against your New England page. Well, you're Tom Brady. Oh, that was a great. Because you're a Tom Brady. That was fan. a great year. But you guys let us know what you guys think about the Seahawks. What do you see that's troubling to you? Are they in trouble? Are they done? Let us know, Sean. And that got? gives you a great segue because you're talking about my Patriots, and that's what the second ta- second talk it is. About. And we're going to be talking about who are the Jimmy- Patriots. No idea. Who are the Patriots? Yeah, never there. never watched them. We're we're gonna be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, a little bit of Tom Brady, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a case. Can can I try to make a case? Let's go, Ricky. I think that this Jimmy Garoppolo injury is the best case well, best case scenario for the Patriots right now. Can I tell you something? You're completely wrong. It is the best You're case scenario because wrong. coming into this season, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? Oh, if they could just go two and two. <laughs> They'll be fine. This is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Man, they're going to suck the if first they, four weeks. If, so was I. Like, if they I said could, one and three. I'm like, if they could go two and two, because in my mind preseason, I had them pegged for a loss against the Cardinals. How wrong was I? And I had them you pegged only, for a loss. You were only about three points wrong. And then I had them pegged for a loss against the Texans. I, I thought Garoppolo could get it done, obviously, against the Dolphins, and I thought that he could get it done against the Bills. At worst, they're three and one. Well, now the the Patriots are two and zero. Oh. Garoppolo looked good, but now Garoppolo's injured. And here's what I'm saying: the reason why I'm saying this is the best case scenario for the Patriots is they now know what Garoppolo has done. Good. 
he is the future whenever we want to move on from Tom Brady or whenever Tom Brady decides to hang it up. But now that he's injured, he can't go out there, play two more games, eventually get us the 4-0, and then ask for more money when his contract's up. Well, Ricky, really quickly, listening to the Dan Patrick show and Dan Patrick saying that uh, Adam Schefter from the uh, Mothership said that there is a chance that he could play on Thursday night. So, just saying. There is a I, chance. I and, don't think he plays, though, because he's the future. Okay, but let me tell you Let me tell you something here. First off, quit calling him the future because he's not the future. He is the future. Uh, we'll get into it. Of someone's team. Real, thank of the you. Patriots. <laughs> the, the, he's your, the future of the Patriots. The, the fact that you're bringing up is is the fact that they're going to have to, if he you know performs, you know, it goes 4-0, is the best case scenario because the Patriots uh, don't have to pay him that no, much money. No, I would say 4-0 well, no, in the long I'm term saying, would be the worst you're, case. You're saying, you're saying now if they take him to 4-0, it's going to be the worst case. Now it's the best case because you could see what he can bring to this table which is and i'm happy why i'm telling you wrong is because bill belichick doesn't give a shit about the future right now i think he does you don't think okay what would you if you ask bill belichick hey what do you care about having jimmy garoppolo in 2017 and not having to pay him that much or going four and oh and then having tom brady take over this team i think he cares about both no he cares about right now he cares he also it's do your job. In the future. It's do your job, and it's about winning right now. It's That's the for, motto of the Patriots: for, is winning games now. For the players, it's do your job, and it's let me worry about let me and Mister Kraft worry about the future. And he's not. He's not because I, Tom Brady has not shown regression. I know you see that num- num- number next to wait, his wait, age, wait, and wait, you wait, see thirty nine. Wait, 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 what? Good coaches, good owners, they're never living in the here and now. They're always looking okay. forward. Yes. And the reason why what, what Bill Belichick sees in Jimmy Garoppolo right now is two wins, zero losses, and possibly two more games if he could stay healthy, and then draft picks. Maybe to possibly get another quarterback to bring in on a cheaper contract. Because why? Br- what, what, but why? Because to, what has Tom Brady shown that he's going to regress? It's okay. What has Tom Brady shown that he's going to regress at eventually, any point in the next two years? Eventually, Tom Brady's going to have to go up against an opponent eventually. that is undefeated. You know who that opponent is? Who? Father Time. Okay. Eventually, Father Time is going to win this game. I'm not saying it's going to be next year. I'm not saying it's going to be the year after. What I'm saying is, why would you go ahead? Trade Jimmy Garoppolo for draft picks to try to hit the lottery again when you hit the lottery and you have a quarterback that you can see that's, hey, he's good. He can take over for Tom Brady. He's good. He's not Ryan Mallett. He's not Brian Hoyer. He's not Matt Castle. He's better than all three of those guys. Okay, Matt Castle got you to the almost to the playoffs. Went I eleven and five. Think Jimmy in Garoppolo is better. Okay, that's fine. Jimmy Garoppolo has done nothing to say that he has not been a better quarterback. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. Why would you go to try to hit the Be- lottery again? Because this, you already hit the lottery in 2000. Six round pick, 199th pick of that draft. You have Tom. Fucking Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. And yes, Father Time has not lost. But also, Tom Brady hasn't proven that he's going to slow down yet. And you're going to bring up the Peyton Manning thing, how Peyton Manning regressed in his career. Peyton Manning, Manning. Peyton Manning also had a serious neck injury, and that really turned down his career and could not throw the ball efficiently like he Brett has. Favre. Brett Favre didn't have a huge injury. That was uh, just... I don't remember. I don't know if you remember Corey Wooten slamming his that, head into the ground. Right, that was just a... I'm talking... With the Packers, not with the Vikings, not okay. the huge Viking injury he had. I'm talking with the Packers. The Packers what knocked him was, out? The Packers was just, hey, you know what? We're gonna move on. We got this kid here in Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was like, no, I'm coming back from retirement. 
And they're like, no, okay. we're moving on. Brett Get rid Favre of you. retired. That's why they moved on because they gave the job to Aaron Rodgers Eventually, and said, "Actually, the Patriots are going to see: do we hang on to Tom Brady at the end no, and Garoppolo walks, or do we say, hey, you know what, Tom? It's been great, but the future is more important to us.' Well, how about this? What if? Not what if, but uh, <laughs> this is this is probably a stupid question. But Aaron Rodgers sat behind. Brett Favre for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, a long time. Two years. It was a long time. Yes. Two years is a long time. Would Jimmy Garoppolo be able to sit behind Tom Brady for a couple more years when most people believe that Tom Brady will on his own say, all right, I am going to step away from football now, and then the Patriots have Garoppolo there, to be That's able thing, to, to to slot him, he, he's not what? Tom Brady, he has said that he's playing, like there's been, Tom Brady said, oh, I'm playing for the next 10 years. There's a difference, and, and I'm not saying that he's not, but there's a difference between saying it and feeling it one day when you wake up. And there's a difference between feeling it a different way when you wake up. And I, I think that's one of the things for, for these players, too, is that they can have all the heart in what they're saying. The heart is in their words. But the feeling, I mean, they take a lot of hits. Tom Brady, not not as much, but they guys take a lot of hits out there in, in, in football. And it can go from one day to the next on how you feel. You may feel awesome, then horrible. Awesome, horrible. Well, so what I'm like, saying is that if it's, if, it's, if it's only two or three more years that Tom Brady is around, which a lot of people see as realistic, then maybe Jimmy Garoppolo could stay there on the Patriots and boom, the Patriots continue Here, to still be good because they the keep him behind Here, let Tom. Me, let, real quick, real quick, with your with your situation saying that Tom Brady's going to retire in two to three years and, and step away, that is what Ricky's making the point of. This is the best case scenario, so Jimmy Garoppolo can step, mm-hmm. you know, can cannot demand that high of a contract mm-hmm. because he only played two games. My and he, and my he point took you is two and zero instead of four and zero. Okay. Yes, and and, that, and that's your point. My point is, yes, Tom Brady is going to take hits. He has a, a bad offensive line. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't take that many hits outside of the one that that really uh, that that gave him this and the shoulder injury, obviously. But if you look at what Tom Brady has done and, and throughout his whole career, he has not had major injury problems except for the low hit, and that was really nothing out of out of his control. So outside of you know freak injuries that happen in the NFL. I don't see Tom Brady slowing down. I know he's 39 years old, but he also well, hasn't proven that his arm strength or his mind is going mm-hmm. anywhere. And his and his well, athleticism and has never been that phenomenal. Here's the point that I'm trying to make, and I think this is the point overall. Number one, the Patriots are going to have a decision, a tough decision to make sooner rather than later. And the reason why I say tough decision is Brandon makes a beautiful point. In a perfect world... Brady plays for two more seasons, walks away from the game. Or plays for X amount of seasons, walks away shorter rather than sooner, because then you can still keep Garoppolo, and Garoppolo can be the next coming in New England. The way I see it, though, and from what I've seen from Brady, and just the kind of attitude that we all talk about when it's Tom Brady, how he's so determined, and he's been a guy... Ever since he got that start, he's known that, hey, you miss games, somebody can take your job. Doesn't want that to happen to him like he did to Drew Bledsoe 
And I think eventually in, and I say two years, I say two years, he'll be fine this year. He'll be the quarterback of the Patriots next year, Sean. It's after 2017. I think there's a good chance Bill Belichick, who is, I know you can say till you're blue in the mm-hmm, face, he's mm-hmm. got allegiance to Tom Brady. It's not even he, allegiance. He doesn't have an allegiance. He doesn't have ties to anybody. He will cut anybody he wants if he feels like it's going to help his future. And I think in two years after the 27th season, I think the Patriots are going to make a hard decision and say, you know what, Tom, it's been great. You can either retire a Patriot or we're going to move on because okay. we, got, we got the future here okay. and we ain't letting them walk. All right. Real quick. Tom Brady knows about you know people missing games and then obviously that, that per, per, person stepping in. Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and he mm-hmm. got hurt bad. That was the reason why Tom Brady yep. stepped in in 2001 and played 15 games. Tom Brady isn't going to miss 15 games. He's stepping in in week five no matter what, and, that's and why he's going to play. He's going to play out this yes. season. He'll play he's next He's going to play out this season. He's going to play out next season barring a, a major injury, but we have not seen him get injured and stay down except for when his leg was snapped, which is a pretty fair pretty fair thing to say is when your leg gets snapped all right he's not going to be on the field the thing though is tom brady has not digressed as a quarterback and in fact he's been better since uh, really i mean since 2010 he's, he's just gotten better outside of the one anomaly uh, anomaly year of 2007 when he had randy moss and had one of the one of the greatest receivers of all time on his team well i'm going to bring up something that doesn't have anything to do with football yeah it's his family I mean, Peyton Manning, one of the things, yes, a lot of people would say Peyton Manning was done. He had nothing left in the tank. It seemed like that. It certainly seemed like that. But I think, you know, Peyton was, is, is happy to be able to, to walk away. You know, he was lucky enough to go out on top, as, as, as Peyton Manning should. And I, I think that, you know, part of that is being able to then walk away and be able to go in and, and do some I think some other things in life and be able to have time to, to, to hang out with your family and to have time to spend that with, you know, for Tom Brady, he's got Giselle, it, you know, that's yeah. about it. That's what I'm saying. He's got Giselle. He's got no family. He's got two kids and you know, he's got three kids, two from, with Giselle. I'm saying, from, does he have kids with he's Giselle? He's got two kids that's with one, Giselle well, and one from well, Bridget Minahan. Well, well, that's why I was, I was, I was going to, I was going to say he, 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 he you think I know. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure he had kids since he yeah. was throwing the ball to one of his kids at Michigan. Mm-hmm. He had I, one, I thought maybe that was wrong. Ricky was making me double, double, sorry, sorry, don't stalk Tom Brady. But, but, what I'm, what, but that's, that's one of the things I'm thinking is that, you know, a lot of us, you know, just look at it from a, from a football side of things and rightfully so, because that's what we're mm-hmm. looking at. But, you know, for these guys, you know, they're just normal Joes. Not really, but kind of in the sense of, you know, you're, you're Tom Brady's not normal. You're, you're, Tom Brady's you're, not a normal Joe. Well, that's why I said kind of not really. Is is because you know football is part of the game, but at the same time, there's there's probably other things you know that he would want to do and be able to spend time with his kids and spend time with his his beautiful wife and and things like that. And 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 who knows? In two to three years, maybe he's maybe maybe because guess what, Sean? Mm-hmm. He could come back from this suspension. I would hate to see it. It could be a horrible injury, and and he may not be playing. Can again. I can I say this really quick? I was just going to final thoughts. It's but yeah, like it brings me back to, and I mentioned this on an onside kick a few weeks ago when um, we were talking about kind of retirement. I believe it was the same segment or the mm. same conversation with Mark. It's like Charles Woodson said on the Rich Eisen show. I want to say it was um, either a half a year ago or a year ago. They asked him, well, "When did you know you were going to retire?" 
And he said, I woke up in the hotel room last season, the day of the Lions game in Detroit. And he said, I looked out my window and said, you know what? If they called and said, there's too much snow, nobody can get to the stadium. We're not having the game today. He goes, I would not be mad. And he's like, it was that moment where I need, this was mid season. Mm -hmm. He knew I'm hanging it up. And yeah, obviously mindsets can change. And, and, don't take this as I'm thinking Tom Brady's going to play for 10 more years. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not buying into that. Newton, he's not going to play till he's 49 years old. I think there's but, a good a good chance he could say, "You know what? I could play until my contract's up in 2020." My my, my final thoughts is I think that that can definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Tom Brady just looking at his career and looking at, at at him as a competitor, how he walked in on day 1 and went to Robert Kraft and said, "I'm your future quarterback," even though Robert Kraft called him Kyle Brady instead mm-hmm. of Tom Brady at the tight end. He walked in and said, "I am your future quarterback." Tom Brady isn't going to let that go. Tom Brady's not going to be a guy like uh, and I'm not saying Peyton Manning was went out in a, a cowardly way. I mean, Peyton Manning retired when he knew it was time. He John Elway did. I think he's going to be more I, if we're going to compare him to former quarterbacks, I think he's going to be more of a Brett Favre Joe Montana. I mean, he he looked up to Joe Montana his whole career. Tom Brady loves a game. And of football. Joe Montana got pushed out by Steve Young. Yeah, and and we'll and we'll see if if Jimmy Garoppolo is the next Steve Young. But what I'm saying is Tom Brady might walk away if family is that big of a factor, or or obviously you know God forbid a, a large injury. Uh, but it, it, looking at Tom Brady, he is a competitor, and I think that. He's not going to let Jimmy Garoppolo take his job. He's going to let Jimmy Garoppolo take his job. It's one of those things where... Did that make any sense? Yeah. I think in the end... Well, Tom Brady wants it to where, hey, I'm not going to just give it to you to earn it. It's going to be on Tom Brady's own terms. So either Brady's going to retire because he's like, all right, I can can walk away, or Brady's going to (laughs) just... But guys, I think... I don't know, though. But but here's the thing is is the fact that you you guys say that, you know, oh, because, you know, he's he's a competitor. He's just... all these guys are in the NFL mm-hmm. are freaking competitors, and you think that they they Tom Brady's got a different wire to him. Yeah, this though. is this but, is but, a but, different but, but, breed. But guys, 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 don't don't give me this. It, this is a different breed shit because it's not. All these guys are competitors. It's really not. This is a different breed. Yes, there is a different level for some guys. But Peyton Manning, he's a competitor. He walked away from football. Tom Brady, he's. You can look at a lot of different quarterbacks and say a lot of these guys are competitors. All of these guys are competitors, and a lot of them, most, Here's, all of them, do not want to leave the game Here's of football. The bottom, here's the bottom but they line. they realize that, guess what? Sometimes that day does come, Here, and it's time to walk away. Here's the bottom line. And I know you want to say mm-hmm. your last thing. Say it. Two, you get two seconds. Okay. Uh, Peyton Manning walked away because of injury, and I think that was really he knew when to walk away. And also, we're talking about two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. There's definitely a. I'm saying there's a different breed between a guy like Tom Brady and a guy like Jay Cutler. There's a different breed between great quarterbacks and average quarterbacks. Who we're going to get to? Yeah, we, and we will. Minutes. But but I'm just saying there's a different breed between those level of players. Guys who work every day, even picked, though they're 30 you, or 90 you, you years pick, old. You picked a bad guy to, to compare <laughs> or, to. But. Or, well, I mean. I, I don't Eli Manning Eli Manning there you go well even Eli Eli's one hell of a competitor there's there's different guys that that will work their ass off even if they are the greatest quarterbacks of all time here's the bottom line this is what I want to end it with and this is kind of to turn it on to you the listener the bottom line is the Patriots as an organization have a decision to make after next season because Tom Brady's still under contract until 2020 Jimmy Garoppolo is up he is a free agent after the 2017 season. And here's an interesting thing to just throw a little bit 
into your brain pod to kind of stir up into this. Tom Brady and Garoppolo have the same agent. So that's going to be interesting in this going forward. The way I see it is I think the Patriots are going to make a business decision and move on from Tom Brady because the future is more important to them. But this is where I want you guys to let... We've talked enough about what we think. I, that's what I think. Sean thinks Tom Brady's going to play it's, and Garoppolo's going to get traded for picks and then they'll draft a new guy to take over for Brady. Brandon thinks that we're all idiots for saying there's a different breed when everyone's a competitor. And I'm not saying that to make fun of you. I really do think that everyone's a competitor. I just think it's Tom Brady's team until he doesn't want it to be his team. That, that That's my personal opinion. That's what mm-hmm. I hope for. And this is where you guys tell us what you guys think down below However, we're going to get into the nitty like the nitty gritty of what this podcast is, and you, you rolled your eyes, Sean, because you said I say that too much. But I just no, I didn't threw, say too much. I You've threw, just been saying it more. I threw it out there just because before we recorded, you say I say it too much. I, I, plain and simple, is Jay Cutler the worst quarterback in the NFL? First off, I, I do want to I do want to throw this out. Everyone in our comments are finally like, "Oh, they came around." He's not the worst quarterback in the oh, in the in the league. That reminds me, you just re- remind me of something. If you're sitting there thinking, "Hey, Ricky, guys, you talk too much Bears. Why do you talk too much Bears?" I'm gonna I'm gonna be frank with you guys, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will. It gets the most views. We're gonna talk about what gets us the most views. Bears We're also fans, from I Chicago. We care about the Bears. I'm not a Bears fan, but I'm surrounded by you guys, so I'm kind of in. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm engulfed in this. Get more views for the other teams. We'll talk about whatever you want. That's basically what I'm saying. But go on. But it, Jay Cutler, but, worst quarterback. But it's not even that. I mean, people who follow us follow us because of our Bears stuff mm-hmm. because we are from Chicago and we care the most about Bears stuff. I mean, Bears. and the thing though also with that is you know so many people we get so many comments like oh dude do you even watch? Well, we watch the Bears every single week. We care uh, at least maybe not you. I don't. watch Red Zone. But I you watch know, Red the Zone. five out of the six of us watch the Bears yeah. games every single week. Some of us aren't as privileged as you to you know buy Red Zone. I, maybe I'm always watching Fox TV. Brand- Brandon has Red Zone. Oh, I've got Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's also Dave's different. got red zone. Anyways, you guys. I think Mark. Mark has red zone too, but Mark watches the Bears. I'm a broke college kid, so I don't <laughs> have red zone. Sorry, guys. I know you have jobs, but uh, jobs. W- yeah. With 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 that is Jay Cutler's not the worst quarterback in the league. Case Keenum's fucking starting for the Rams. You guys realize that, right? Is he is he a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? From no. what I see him, no. no. What I see him, no. Is he a serviceable quarterback who can make a, a team to get to a team to the playoffs? Yes. Barely. Yes, I think he, I think he can. Is it this Bears Barely. team? Fuck no, fuck no. And real quick to the people who you know say Jake Cutler's the worst quarterback in the league, you have no proof that he is the worst quarterback in the league since 2010. He hasn't thrown the most interceptions, so you can't say, oh, Jake Cutler throws the most interceptions. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you look at Jake Cutler and say, oh, well, he's never led his team anywhere. He was in the NFC Championship game once. I know he was injured, and that kind of started this whole shit. Uh, but you know, and then you know, what's his name? Caleb Haney came in and was like, oh, Caleb Haney might win this, win us this game. So. Is Jay Cutler a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? No. Is he the worst quarterback in the league? No. And also Vance, who says, "Haha, Jay Cutler's the worst quarterback in the league." Your your Redskins are 0-2 as well as the Bears. So and fuck I hear, off. I, I, hear Colt Mc, I hear Colt McCoy's about to. Start yeah, God. Yeah. I think Colt McCoy's better than Jay Cutler, greatest quarterback. But here's the thing, and I want you guys to kind of get. I'm going to say my opinion, and you guys, as Bears fans, tell me if I'm basically wrong because this is an outsider opinion mm-hmm. the, the the way i see it is you look at what the bears have had since jim mcmahon i'm gonna go back that far since 85 
Look at the history of quarterbacks that you guys have had. Let's put it this way. Throughout my entire childhood, couldn't fucking name you a quarterback from the Bears because they've been that bad. As me as a Vikings fan growing up, they've been that bad. And I remember, the only one I really remember because he was the number one overall, I believe, was Cade McNown. Cade McNown. Uh, you obviously know Rex Grossman. Uh, Cordell Stewart was our quarterback. Oh, God. I, I don't want to go through the whole, the whole stuff. Brandon's face. But my point is, you look at your whole gambit of quarterbacks, and then you look at Jay Cutler, and you're like, fuck, compared to all of them except for Jim McMahon, maybe, this guy's pretty good. Jim McMahon this sucked. I'm just saying. He I, had Walter Payton as quarterback. Come on. Did have a running back. He I'm did sorry. have a team and he had a good defense. You look at Greg, a Rex great, Grossman. Good defense. He had a great defense. You look at Rex Grossman, also a pretty solid defense until you ran into Peyton Manning and forgot how to play football in the Super Bowl. You're underselling these defenses. I mean, that 85 Bears is probably a top 10 defense. Oh, and, and that 2006 Bears defense is probably a top 10 defense. Here's the point I'm trying to make, though. The, how I see it is this is like the guy who has a girlfriend where it's like, Dude, outside, outside of the relationship, you're sitting there going, dude, you're not really happy, but he's sitting there going, no, no, man, I'm good, it's serviceable, but you know he's not happy, but compared to his whole history, it's not really, like, this is the best that he's had so far, so he thinks he's the best, that's the Bears right now. This is the best quarterback that you guys have maybe possibly had, and you guys don't want... Like, you're scared to go back to, and I would be too, go back to where you guys have been with quarterbacks. So there are some people that latch on to Jay Cutler like he is better than he really is. That's how I feel. I I, I really think, you know, this this is a discussion where some people are going to just absolutely hate anything that comes out of your mouth, and some people are going to absolutely no agree ground. with everything that people comes out of your mouth. People just hate what comes out of our mouth, no matter what and, we say. And uh, well, that's totally true. I, I I think that you you look back you look back in Denver with with Jay Cutler, and it just seemed like it just seemed like he was a better. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong um, because he was in Denver a long time ago, but I just felt like he was better there. I felt like. Yeah, you know, he would still, you know, throw interceptions and stuff like that. But I felt like he was better, maybe because I didn't care as much because he wasn't our quarterback. See, you but, know what I remember but, about that, though? Yeah, go ahead. The people in the stands when they would call him Crybaby Cutler, and they would have, like, people would dress up as babies with a sign, Crybaby Cutler. That's what I remember from him in Denver. Statistically, for at least uh, Jay Cutler's career, his his one of his best seasons was his last season in Denver, 2008. He had a, a QB rating of 86. But since then, I mean, he, he wasn't able to top that, uh, except for the 2010 season where the Bears did go to the NFC Championship game, where he had 86.3. But then he's been able to top that 2013, 89%, uh, or 89.2, 88.6 in 2014, and 92.3 uh, in 2015. So statistically... He's been a better quarterback in the past three years than he's ever been in Chicago. But now, just because people think that he he currently has this mindset that he, he doesn't want to play football, he doesn't want to be around the game of football. He looks like he's you know basically completely out of it in this. I think it's just a completely blown up thing, and I don't want him as the Chicago Bears quarterback anymore because I'm sick of it. I want him to be gone just because I feel bad for the guy. Uh, Chicago hates him. No, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago not absolutely. even Chicago. Stephen A. Smith hates him. Will Bond hates him. Everyone hates him. I think that I think that the problem is with with Jay Cutler. It seems like from day one when he was in here, 
it, it almost seems, is there was just this air about him that that didn't sit right with people. It, it, it's more of this like, eh, whatever. And I think that that's well, that's that's the feeling. And, Hold on, Ricky. Uh, okay. I think that this is the feeling that a lot of people have got from him in his entire in his entire career with Chicago. It's you lose, eh? You win, eh? And I think that even even if that's not even if that's not how Jay's trying to be, that's how people perceive Jay to well, be, and that's and they then feel that's how he is on the field. He threw in, he throws an interception, eh? Not my fault. A lot of people believe that that's that that is how he acts. And I myself, I want to see more emotion. I want to see more emotion. I want to see more. Let's go, guys. I want to see more fighting because you are the leader. You are the quarterback. You are supposed to be the one that is leading this team to battle each and every week. I want to see more fight. I want to see more fight out of him, more energy. That's what I have not two, seen with Jay Cutler. Two things. First off, you need that. What you just talked about, you need that from the quarterback position because I, I've i always hated when I know me and Dave in the past have had this argument of my biggest thing was, oh, on the field, it looks like he doesn't care. And to me as a spectator, yet again, not in the locker room, but as a spectator, doesn't seem like he's trying to be a leader. Well, Dave would be, well, why does he have to be a leader? Why does the quarterback have to be a leader? Because the quarterback, 99.9999% of the time, when you look at the greats, have been leaders. And the second thing, this is the more important thing I want to say, when you look at his nonchalant attitude, I'll call it, of the, then you get the Mm -hmm. don't care, still don't care memes about Jay Cutler. Think about this. If you went into your job tomorrow and had the same demeanor as Jay Cutler, nah, didn't go to a meeting, nah, whatever. Jay Cutler or shows up to the games. If, I don't know what you're talking about okay, there. Let's, anything you did at work, let's say you made a mistake. If someone came to you and, and said you didn't go to this meeting, why weren't you there? Eh, yeah. Your boss wouldn't like but it. Jay Cutler shows up to the games. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the equivalent of him throwing an interception – Whatever job, think of think of your job in your head. How about how about think you say of, he shows up to the meeting and acts like he doesn't care? Fine, there, whatever. I'm just saying at work in general, and you show like a nonchalant attitude. Eventually, your boss is going to be like, "Dude, what the fuck is up with you? Why did we hire you? Let's get somebody else in here that is okay. going to do the job better and be more enthusiastic." Because that's what you need in any line of work. You can't be there and be like, "Nah." Okay. I don't know what Jay Cutler's like on the field. We see we see the up close shots of him walking off the field and, and with him. Well, I we should know, like with his head Rand down. Marshall is a big is is a big uh, friend of the show, so yeah. we should be able to get a lot of information uh, from him. But yeah, I mean, Brandon Marshall, big friend, big friend, a big fan of the show. We love we love the guy. Uh, but one thing with, with that is you don't really hear a lot of guys complaining, like you know, with the Kirk Cousins situation right now. Mm-hmm. You you usually don't hear a locker room saying, "Oh, Jay Cutler's awful." Jay Cutler's. You don't hear that stuff coming out. You're not supposed to. Exactly, but that that stuff does leak out. It even happened in Washington. Maybe Washington's just really bad at handling shit. But but one thing is Look at is, RG3. is with Cutler. I feel like Cutler just can't win in general because if he goes through an injury, and this is Bingo. For, this is exactly from uh, exactly from Reddit. So I'm ripping this straight from Reddit, but I just mm-hmm. completely agree with it. I feel bad for him because if he goes through an injury, Cutler's weak. If he plays through an injury, Cutler's shit because he's not performing because he's injured. Even with Russell Wilson, we were talking about that earlier. Russell Wilson's injured. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know this offense, this defense needs to step up. With Jay Cutler, it's Jay. Jay Cutler sucks. Jay what Cutler's did, what shit. did you what did you say though? You feel like he can't what? Win. 
And that is like, that is it. Love it, list it, hate it, whatever you want to do with it. The bottom line is when you are a quarterback in the NFL, you are like a starting pitcher in baseball. The wins and losses get thrown on you. Running back fumbles, running back gets thrown, uh, the loss gets thrown on the quarterback. That's not true. The quarterback, at the end of the career, what are we always looking with quarterbacks? Oh, he's won this many games, lost this many games. Won this many games, lost this many games. I would say that more for Super Bowls. I, th- When it comes to quarterbacks, we look at wins and losses more so than any other position individually. And that, to me, is why Jay Cutler isn't the best fit for the Bears. And that is why, at the end, the Bears should just... I'm not... Like, I don't want to be on the train, oh, just get rid of them now because... Who are, who's going to take them? But a lot of teams. The one thing I would say is if there is a key injury this year, for example, if Big Ben goes down, I'm picking up that phone. Hey, Mike Tomlin, what do you want for him? Hey, Pity, what do you want for how him? About, how about this? L- l- let's... I'd be trading him to the first okay. sap I can. With, with, why, is it, why is it a sap? Again, Jay Cutler, listen, like I said like I said previously, Jay Cutler is not the worst quarterback in the NFL, and I feel like, and, and people are going to yell at me for this, and I, I feel like people will disagree with me. GMs in the NFL say the Jets after this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick's contract is up. Bears trade him to the Jets. Why wouldn't the Jets want that? Jay Cutler has proven that he has uh, uh, you know, partnership with Brandon Marshall. He's played with Eric Decker before. He has a, a very good arm. Ryan Fitzpatrick also has a very good arm. Jay Cutler's a better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes in there and you know just wins for the Jets. And I don't, that, you know, that wasn't really Ryan Fitzpatrick winning. He just had a good defense and great weapons to throw to. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's made out to like this great quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is pretty mediocre but just because he won nine games with the jets he is he's looked at as the reason why the jets won but he's smart enough to look like a good quarterback that's true and this is the harvard coming out of ryan fitzpatrick you look at the browns the browns can never find a quarterback josh mccown was their quarterback (laughs) before he got injured josh mccown couldn't even be the starting quarterback for the bears because we had jay cutler and josh mccown played great with the bears he was a very good quarterback we picked jay cutler you look at the Broncos, too. You're talking about Trevor Simeon. I mean, maybe you bring back the Broncos. I don't know if the Broncos front office wants that, but why, why, how wouldn't that work? Jay Cutler with a big arm with two deep threats with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. The Chargers, if Philip Phil Rivers retires, if Philip mm-hmm. Rivers is there, then obviously don't bring him in. Oh, Philip Rivers would which, hate Jay Cutler to go to the Chargers. I want to say about that <laughs> yeah. last... 49ers, Rams, cards, too. I think it was last week on, because me and Mark in one of the old podcasts mentioned Jay Cutler, and Mark asked me the quarterbacks I would list off above Jay Cutler. For the commenter who did say it, yes, I would put Phillip Rivers above Jay Cutler. It was Mark Mark that put Cutler above Phillip Rivers. Here's the thing, though. And when it comes to Jay, it's all about winning. And that's the most important part. And I know you hated it when we when you saw on ESPN the Stephen A. Smith, Jay Cutler's the worst joke. quarterback in football. He wanted reactions. Out he, of wanted people re- like that. he wanted. He that, re- That's his job. So I'm not going to take that. He too, wanted too reactions, and I can just hear Mike Rankin in my ear right now. Oh, they're feeding. They're feeding the narrative that they want. Blah 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 blah. Well, ESPN does that. We understand that. It's the nature of the beast. However. You got to look at it this way. The one thing Stephen A. said that I kind of agree with, you can talk about all he brings to the table. Oh, his arm strength, his talent, his this and that. But when you don't live up to it, that's a big deal. Okay. When you're not living up to that talent, 
that's a big deal. And the one thing I think is the one of the biggest fault, and I'm not saying Bears fans like I'm talking to you guys, and I say, oh, Brandon, Sean, it's your fault. Yeah. The one thing I, I don't understand is, yes, I know he's had X amount of coordinators in this many years. I know he's not had the most ideal, and that's putting it politely, offensive lines, but part of me feels like where does the buck stop to where – we stop blaming other things and turn the attention to Jay Cutler and because say, it's, wait a second. It is never on a quarterback solely. It is not on a quarterback solely. The reason why... I feel the like, reason, no, I feel let me like finish. No, let me finish. No, let me... Okay. He does He does get the blame because look at Stephen A. Smith no, complaining on ESPN. I'm saying the so defenders. Many, the defenders. The people that defend him. No blame I, on Cutler I've at defended all. Jay Cutler since he got here. And I'm saying get him out of here because I just don't... I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm fucking sick of it. It's not him anymore. It's not I don't care who it is. I just get him out of here because I'm sick of this. I can see Brandon getting sick of this right now. <laughs> Brandon just wants to go home and sleep. I'm sick of it too. Just like Mark Weber said, it's not worth the debate. It doesn't matter because people are either going to blindly support him or they're blindly going to hate him. And I can't change that. And what I'm saying is get him the fuck out. Just because I can't stand that this is going to be, well, can Jay Cutler win? Can Jay Cutler not win? He's had six offensive coordinators been, since he's been here. He had Mark Tressman as a, as a, as a coach. Just had, can't wait that on your worst enemy. He's had terrible owners. I mean, the Bears' ownership has been awful and barely spend any money to get people to improve this team. And the GMs are shit. The GMs are shit outside of Ryan Pace, and I really like where Ryan Pace has gone with it so far just because those GMs are bad. This team has probably looked, this team so far has looked bad. And that might be on John Fox, but I, I think that Ryan Pace is finally turning this around. But still, I mean, Jay Cutler's a 33-year-old quarterback is always getting hit. Has been sacked. I think one of the. I think he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. Just, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's, it's not Jay Cutler's fault completely. Has Jay Cutler made terrible throws throughout his career? Has Jay Cutler been a turnover machine? Yes, but it's not Jay Cutler's fault. It's, it's no one's fault. It's the Chicago Bears' fault. And here's, and here's the thing. And, and it sounds like you're sick of it. But uh, I, I think that I think that really the thing with with Jay Cutler is I think for a lot of people who are who are defending him, it, it's because and and I don't think Jay Cutler is a bad quarterback. He has the tools to be successful. I just think that so many people, you know, look at him and they think Jay, Jay Cutler is this really good quarterback. Because it's the best that the Bears have ever been able to see. And it's the best the Bears have done. for. It's the best that we have seen a quarterback play in Chicago. That's and what I, I was think, saying. And I think that that is why so many people will, will overreact and say, this guy's a great quarterback. Well, he's a good quarterback by, by Chicago Bears standards of history. You know, you look at history and everything like that. He's probably one of the best ones. Yeah. But I think that there's so many people that get upset because it's, it only seems to take, he only seems to take us so far. He only seems to, to go so far in a season and then all of a sudden just the wheels come off. It's like when someone has a really good golf game up to hole number 15. And then mm, just kind of crap out on the on the rest. I think that that's where a lot of people see Jay Cutler too is 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 kind of a quitter in games. And you know if if it's not going his way, fuck it. Who cares? And I think that a lot of people, again, like I said earlier, well, turns a, a lot of people don't like that attitude. Mm-hmm. It turns off a lot of fans because you can see visibly see that he has no emotion. That it's more just like the shrugging of shoulders. The I mean, when you guys get emotional, 
But when Pernell McPhee last night called out Jay Cutler on the sidelines, that was a beautiful picture. Pernell McPhee um, just calling him right out. Calling him right out. McPhee can't even freaking play. And he's calling out Cutler, basically saying, wake the fuck up. And I think that guys get emotional. I like that. I like that someone has a fucking pulse on the Bears. But I think that also, you when you have that happening, that means that other guys on that team probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Jay, you got to wake up. You got to help us out, buddy, because we're kind of living or dying by your fucking arm. Jay Cutler is not a bad quarterback, and I think we can all agree on that. Talent-wise, he's not a bad quarterback. I'd say and serviceable at best. He's uh, he, Just settle for it. Disagree. Uh, but Jay Cutler is not a bad quarterback. Jay Cutler can win you games. But right now, with what the Bears have given him and also his attitude, it's just a, a terrible factor. And you throw in the Chicago media and you just throw in media in general, that's just not going to be a good mix. Jay, Jay Cutler. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just have a I, I, go yeah. ahead. I just yeah, have a point after after you're done. Well, Matt, Matt Stafford and, and Jay Cutler built very similar, very very similar. The one difference, Matt Stafford can can when we saw that he's early, also playing in Detroit we, that's not used to winning. Yeah, and we also saw that, but just even even with his injury, I think it was like when, when his rookie year when he popped his shoulder back in and came out we against the see, Browns. We you wouldn't, wouldn't see Jay do that. We wouldn't see Jay do that, but also most people aren't expected to do that. But one thing though is is he's but you not can a rally behind that. Yeah, but Jay Cutler, like I said, Jay Cutler's not a great quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's mainly his mindset. Is he a good quarterback? Can he can he win games? Yes, but he's not a great quarterback. People expect him to be a great quarterback. And really quickly before Brandon's response, that's the thing. The great quarterbacks, you know how you say, well, he hasn't had this, he hasn't had that. The great quarterbacks, when they don't have something, they find a way to make it work, and that's it. Rex Grossman was never a great quarterback. People were pissed off at him because, mm-hmm. he, you know, pe- well, people expected him to be a great quarterback, but he just didn't have tools. We see the tools that Jay Cutler has, but he doesn't have the mindset. Look at Andrew Luck and that team, how long he's carried them. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Yeah, because it ain't that defense. But I think the one thing that I was going to say for the Bears that really pisses me off is the fact that, yeah, what pieces are around Jay Cutler? Jeremy Langford. I'm just not saying it with him. You had Matt Forte, I, I, didn't want to pay him. I, I, I think that that was a bad move. I think that was a bad move, and it's not just because, oh, now we get to see what Forte's doing this year. You, I think that, I think, you hold, had Brandon Marshall, hold you traded on, him. Hold on, hold on, Ricky. These are points that I need to fucking make myself because I asked to do it. So Matt Forte, it, that was a bad move to get rid of him. He had a bad year last year. He had injuries. The whole freaking Bears team had injuries. Alshon Jeffrey. On the other side, having Brandon Marshall, I love that. That's beautiful. Find a slot receiver that's actually, you know. That's not Eddie Royal. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, that'd be nice. The The Bears just don't seem to want to. They're, they're, it's almost like they, 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 get, they get Jay Cutler. They, ha, they, they had Marshall. They got rid of him. They let Forte go. And now it's like, well. This is what we're able to get, so good luck, and you're going to have to make us look good. With You're going to have to make these pieces look good for us. That's not fair. I mean, there's 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 so many guys on the on this Bears offense right now, and that's not even counting the offensive line. It's, it's the offensive playmakers. Well, you don't know any of those because they don't make plays, but I, I think that, you know, uh, Elshon Al, 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 Al Jeffrey, he's the only guy out there that I'm seeing make plays. Eddie, I, I was at the game last night, and it was, it, was, it was fun. It was really a lot of fun. The great atmosphere, but 
depressing. It's de- depressing. The the biggest play of the game was Eddie Royal's punt return when it didn't mean anything. Can I ask you something? Because you were there at the game. Yeah. You got to tell me because I have yet to see it in person and probably uh, won't. Shut up. How did Carson Wentz oh, look God. in person? Good. Carson <sighs> Wentz looked really good in person. He he seemed relaxed. Uh, he he did not he did not well the Bears couldn't get get any pressure on him so of course he's relaxed but um, I think they sacked him two times the whole night uh, Carson Wentz he took some really big hits he got right back up he got right back up and the Bears hit him hard and you know he's just this this guy is definitely going to be a good one for the Eagles they are gonna have something special with him however the Eagles receivers dropped a lot of passes. The game could the, the game zone. the game could have been a lot worse than what it was. Honestly, I mean looking at Carson Wentz, big body quarterback, big arm and mobility. Sounds a lot like Jay Cutler, but what you just described is something that Jay Cutler doesn't have. The ability to look like he's ready to go consistently, consistently. We we bring that up and I'm, I'm sick of it. Whatever. But but again, they just never bring the people in to help him. Yes, you can say that he had Elshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall in the same time, but he didn't have an offensive line. It's it's not just because you have playmakers. You need time to make those plays. And, and you know, I, I think I think if Jay Cutler was put on a team like the Patriots, he'd look just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo is looking. But why not? Why thing wouldn't he? I I think of and this is more of just the last year thing. Tom Brady without an offensive line went all the way to the AFC Championship before because he Tom went Brady's up against an quarterback amazing, of all time. an amazing defense. And I know I can't make that point because of what you just said. Yeah, but, but, but he's the, the goat. The one, the one thing, and I think I think we all want to wrap this up is Jay Cutler is not a bad quarterback, and he can win games for a team. That team should not be the Chicago Bears for 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 any longer. I'm not saying trade him now, but I'm just saying just for fucking Jay Cutler's sake, and and I think Bears fans' sake. Just get rid of him so we can move on. I, I think it's I think it's time to move on. And, and as much as I appreciate Jay Cutler's years here in Chicago, as much as I will cherish that, and as much as I will love looking back on that Jay Cutler jersey in fond memories, and I will keep that one. That one's not getting burned. I, I just it's it's time to move on. Just because you know Jay Cutler is a serviceable quarterback, he's just not the right quarterback for the Bears. And now the Bears get to usher in the uh, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer Fuck era. Fuck me. So, I mean, <laughs> how, how no, excited no, no. are you? Sean, I'll make you happy. Do you want to hear a conspiracy theory that I've said on oh, past God. onside kicks? Yeah, your conspiracy, conspiracy theory is great. You know what I said in the last segment? If it's Jimmy Garoppolo, give me Jimmy no. Garoppolo. <laughs> Next Bears. Patriots get rid of Tom Brady. Brady comes to the Bears. I'm already pissed off. Give me Garoppolo. Give me Garoppolo. Put Garoppolo on the Bears. Uh, but then you could like the Bears and Tom Brady, and you can just focus on one team. Okay, but Tom Brady's not leaving the Patriots. Uh, the not and under I'm his own power. It. Not under his own power. I completely disagree, and if I am proven <laughs> right, you will never hear uh, the end of it. Let me know what you guys think And let us below. know if you oh, want to bet. They are going to let us know what they think and, down below. And also, <laughs> let us know if you want to see a bet between Ricky and I about if Tom Brady actually is actually going to leave uh, New England on his own power. Yeah, no, no. Come on, we're you not. Wanna, you want to know? You no. want to make another Patriots bet with me, bud? No, because uh, it's two years down the line. You'll just forget, anyways. But that's gonna do it for oh, the onside oh, kick. Ricky. That's gonna do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Sean and Brandon for coming in and stepping in for Mark Weber. Thank this you, week. and also thanks for turning off our mics there. Yeah, I, well, I I got annoyed, so I Tony reallyed you and hit the mute button, but thank I you. I wasn't being annoyed. <laughs> thank you, Brandon, for uh, coming in. Thank you, Sean. You guys can see our Twitters down in the description. Let us know what you think of anything we talked about on this podcast. Make sure to also check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. You're wondering to yourself, hey, Ricky, why isn't this a video podcast? Check out Patreon. If any support that we can get can help us 
in the direction to make sure we get new mics for future videos. We can have the resources to make these video podcasts each and every week for all of our podcasts here at MVP. I want to thank you once again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.